Welcome to Parents Take 5, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock. And your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Hey y'all, it's Jen. I am so glad to be back and today I have a special guest with us. I have the Right Reverend Greg Allen Pickett from First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. Greg um, has produced a podcast. He is a dad. He is um, a lot of things actually. He seems to be all over the place including an author in one of our uh, Presbyterian magazines called the Presbyterian Outlook. And Greg, I have read some really amazing things. And so I am so glad that you are here with us. I'm delighted to be here, Jen. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> I feel like I am in, in the presence of somebody who knows all the things. So I'm hoping that you're going to school us today. Um, <laughs> So in your article, you write a lot about faith and family, and that is really why I asked you to be here, is we need some help. Give us some, give us something. We're dying over here. Give us something. <laughs> well, Jen, I, uh, I write primarily from my own experience. Uh, I am the proud dad of an 11-year-old daughter. Uh, and I'm also very blessed. Uh, my church uh, that I serve, we've got about 100 children who are uh, infants through high school age. And so we've got a really, really active group of uh, children and youth and their families. And so uh, I approach it with a real learning mode um, to try to learn from the parents that are members of my congregation, in addition to try to share what I can from my own experience, as well as from um, you know my theological education and training. So uh, we do our best, we muddle through it. Uh, there's a lot of grace involved, which I think is absolutely key uh, as a parent and as a family, uh, grace for one another grace for other parents and families who might be doing things differently than you. Um, and so I think like of, of all the things, probably leading with grace uh, in all of this stuff is probably the, the most important. Hmm. What does that actually look like hmm. for you? Like uh, for me, uh, it means being open to hearing ideas that are different than the ones that, uh, that perhaps I was raised with. It means being uh, willing to recognize that parenting styles vary between parents. Uh, it also means within my own household unit, <laughs> a lot of patience uh, mm. between myself and my wife for how we're parenting our daughter, between myself and my daughter for how I'm parenting her. Uh, and hopefully she's, she's also got the same amount of patience for me. Uh, I frequently remind her she just turned 11. I said, you know, I've never been the dad of an 11-year-old before. 
so I'm kind of new at this. Uh, and, I, and, and she'll say, Dad, you said that when I was 10. I was like, well, it was true when you were 10, too. I had never been the dad of a 10-year-old before. But, Dad, you said that when you were 9. Yes, yes, it's, uh, yes. So. Um, I uh, also have an 11-year-old. We need lots of prayers. So, um, <laughs> uh, so I love that, you know, having grace. And, and I think you're right. It's hard to, it's hard to do that, quite frankly, like. Everyone just wants to feel good about their own decision. And sometimes that means looking at other people's decision, um, thinking that theirs is not in order for us to feel good about the decisions that we're making. So I think uh, you're right. Having some grace in there is is absolutely nice. Um, Speaking of grace, I read your most recent article in Presbyterian Outlook and, um, it talks a lot of uh, good things in there about family, faith, and practices. What kinds of practices might you share with us? Yeah, that, that recent article specifically was how do we respond to events of trauma? We talked, uh, well, in, in the article, I talked about the importance of uh, <laughs> quoting Mr. Rogers, who a uh, famous children's television host who also happened to be a Presbyterian pastor, a graduate of Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Uh, where he said, look for the helpers. And that's a really good way with children uh, to focus on looking for the good within the challenging or within the trauma. Um, and so that's that's one of those uh, timeless pieces of advice that works for children, but also for adults. If you're feeling really down as you watch a, an event or a trauma unfold, uh, to refocus and, and look for the helpers. Uh, look for where the good things are happening. Look for who's doing good um, and then seek to emulate that and train your children to do the same. So the other the other important things is just keeping those lines of communication open and uh, assuming your kids are picking up on stuff, whether it's from you, whether it's from the news, that they are hearing it uh, and they are responding to it. And so uh, opening those lines of communication and asking open ended questions with your kids, um, not just are you sad? Yes or no. But why are you sad? Uh, and I talked about the importance of modeling that for your kids too. So explain to your kids in age appropriate language, why you yourself are sad around a particularly traumatic event or something like that. I'm sad because, uh, I see people getting hurt and I don't like to see people getting hurt and I see people doing uh, mean things to other people. And that, uh, that makes me sad. Are, I see that you're sad. Why are you sad? And so, uh, I think asking those open-ended questions and then also modeling that behavior, letting your kids know how you're feeling as well is, is an important part uh, around that of dealing with trauma. Eugenia, you know, we had a death in my own family. My, my father passed away uh, in October, not of COVID. Uh, it was actually just a tragic freak accident. My dad was uh, in his 70s and in good health and had a great relationship with me as his son, also had a great relationship with my daughter. Um, and so we have been processing that grief as a family since October, and that's been an interesting journey as well. Mm. Um, you know, as pastors, we're, we're trained to help people work through grief, and, and I've done that in a clinical sense, and, and I've walked with many, many families through the loss of a loved one. But to be doing it for myself and also doing it with my daughter has been an interesting experience and an eye-opening experience as well. Mm. How, what? How are you processing with your daughter? Like, what are ways that you do that? 
Yeah, the, the communication is really important. You know, when, when she's experiencing big emotions, um, acknowledging those emotions, I, I, I see that you're hurting. I'm hurting too. It's okay to hurt. We miss, we miss Lolo was what she called him. Or I say, I miss my dad. Mm. Um, and, and having those big emotions and talking about those and, and naming them. Um, not shying away from that. You know, we think, think perhaps if we don't talk about it, then the kid won't re-experience that grief of, of knowing that they're, they lost a loved one. But, um, but they are experiencing it. And so naming it and, and talking about it. And again, and modeling behavior. I'm sad too. I miss, uh, I miss Lolo too. Um, and then specific things. I miss this about him. All right. You know, I saw this and it, it brought up this in me. She, uh, we, we drove into the garage the other day and, uh, we have a very squeaky garage door. And the last time my dad was out here visiting, he had bought a can of garage door lubricant and he had successfully stopped the squeaks in the garage door. And uh, so we pulled into the garage and the garage door was squeaking again and my daughter got sad. I said, what's going on, kiddo? Well, you know, Lolo fixed that for us last time and he's never going to be here to fix the garage door for us again. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, you know, that really makes me sad too. Um, Lolo helped me out with a lot of projects like that around the house. But here's the great thing, kiddo. He taught me and, and I'm going to teach you. And so the knowledge and the wisdom that you have will be passed on from him. And so together we went and got the uh, garage door lubricant and I showed her where he had showed me how to lubricate the garage and together we did that. And I said, that's, that's, he's still with us in that sense, right? His love is still with us. The lessons he's taught us are still with us. And we have to keep, uh, keep living those out in the world as best we can. And, and so we got over that, that particular acute moment of grief by, uh, by being reminded of that. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.